and welcome to the Fleet Geeks podcast. We're here to help develop fleet and transport professionals. Do you want to progress and develop your skills and knowledge? We promise to bring lively conversation and debate around interesting issues and keep you bang up to date with changes in our awesome industry. The Fleet Geeks are a community of professionals and if you enjoy the podcast, why not join the discussion for free in the Fleet Geek community over on Facebook. Uh, the red light's rolling and we're joined for a second time by Chris Powell from Waitman's and we've got Mike here as well. Fantastic. Hi Pete. Hi Chris. Nice to join you again. Hi. Uh, how are we doing? How's it going? Yeah, very oh. well, thank you. Doing well. Brilliant. Good, good. And uh, this today we're here to talk about PI hot topics for 2022. PI. So Chris, you uh, you obviously represent your clients at, at various public inquiries. How many public inquiries do you reckon you do a month, Chris? Oh, good, good question. I, I worked out about a year ago that I've done about roughly about forty in a year. So wow, how much okay. that works out in a in a in a month? Well, but, um, it's, it's it's pretty much one a week, isn't it? It's pretty much one a week because twelve weeks you're going to have like some holiday and uh, you know some other sort of stuff. So you're pretty much in one a week, right? So that's, that's some I mean, that's some heavy going. <laughs> it it is. I mean, I, I feel I'm probably doing fewer now than I used to, um, but uh, still, uh, still every few weeks at least. But yeah, um, that and preliminary hearings and traffic commissioners, senior team leader meetings and things like that. So it's all it's there's there's plenty going on. I think the latest uh, the latest traffic commissioners uh, reports uh, annual report had well over a thousand public inquiries a year. Wow. Um, so there's Just lots to- lots of them out there. I'll reassure our our listeners, uh, Chris. The um, traffic when you work that out with the eight traffic commissioners, their their workload is quite heavy. But am I correct in thinking that they do have deputies that uh, that are equally empowered? Exactly that. So actually, um, at the moment, there's a deputy commissioner standing in as the traffic commissioner for the West Midlands, um, and quite often traffic deputies will, will stand in because as you say the workload is, is pretty heavy and uh, it's a good it's a good way of of i suppose uh covering it and they have as, as you say the same power to revoke licenses or make findings against transport managers as an ordinary commissioner does fantastic okay so chris i guess the big question is what what are the hot topics in 2022 what are the what are the the common the common themes that you're seeing with public inquiries yeah. this year well it's, it's been an interesting year hasn't it because we I've, we've sort of transitioned out of of, of well the fingers crossed we've transitioned out of covid and it's been a year of uh, of, of of quite a few uh, relaxations from you know driver's hours rules and lots of lots of um kind of post-covid measures we've seen kind of slowly slowly tailing off uh, and we've got the number of public inquiries has been climbing again, a number of applications, uh, the, the backlogged have now starting to be cleared. So it's, it's been an interesting year um, and also a challenging one for lots of operators. So, I mean, some of the key themes that have arisen over the last year, certainly in my experience, representing operators at public inquiries. The first one is a bit of an unusual one. It, it, I, I give, I suppose, I'd describe it as siloing, which you could probably ask, "What is that? What do I mean by that?" Well, it's particularly a problem that I've noticed uh, coming up quite a few times, and I believe it's on the radar of the commissioners uh, relating to quite large operators. And that's where you have a situation where you have a large operator, maybe with uh, quite a few depots operating centres across several license areas and you can have a transport manager maybe at each 
at each operating centre. And so you've got a large dispersed fleet across, um, across lots of sites. And the, 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 the sort of problem happens when those sites sometimes start operating as a silo such that a traffic commission, a, tra a transport manager might you know, have a DBSA officer come to visit one of his sites and, and deal with the DBSA officer without maybe reporting up the chain of command or, or uh, you know, to the company as to what, what's happening. And in extreme cases, as, as, as has happened in a case I've been involved in, we, we can have a situation where the first thing that maybe the management find out or the company as a whole finds out about what's been going on with transport compliance is when they get summoned to a public inquiry and then it's suddenly, hang on, how on earth has this happened? And then, of course, you suddenly discover that there's been a DVSA investigation that's been rumbling along for quite a while, being dealt with on the operational local level. And, and this is where the risk of siloing comes in. And this is why a number of public inquiries I've been involved in, and I know others have, have been to do with how that system works and i've the, the traffic commissioners do ask questions about this they, they they expect there to be some kind of uh, effective way in, in which directors have control over what's going on and understand what's going on and can't just leave it to the operational level so um it's it, it is a trend that i think has been around for a long time I think it's something that the commissioners are focusing on and have been focusing this last year on more. Um, and I think my, my overriding message to operators and transport managers is to remember your operator's license is a business critical asset. It mm. is ultimately, it rests with the directors and the transport managers and it has any involvement with the regulator or DVSA or, or anything that goes wrong has to be a board level reportable matter. It, it can't be left as oh, that's something our transport manager handles. So it's something that that depot over there will look after. It, it, it has a way of um, really causing problems unless it's handled properly. We, we, we see that quite a bit, Chris. And, and one of the courses that I deliver or we deliver here is a director's briefing and Sometimes I feel like going into those uh, courses, I feel like, a, or those briefings, I feel like a bit of a, um, a poacher turned gamekeeper, you know, and, and uh, sort of expressing to directors that this is what I would expect as a director, my transport managers to be feeding up to me. Um, and this is what you should be looking out for, because um, if your transport managers are having that silo, for whatever reason, they think they can keep a lid on it within their locality, um, then, you know, suddenly that can of worms is going to go bursting open, as you say, with a letter from the traffic commissioner calling them to a public inquiry, which could be, could be quite bad. But so advice then for um, transport managers looking at from the other side of the coin, you know, where, when should I sort of um, stick my hand in the air and say, uh, uh, please, sir, I need some help? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I would say it doesn't have to necessarily be I, I need some help, but it's a please, sir, I need to tell you about this. Yeah, I um, I've, you know, it may be, maybe I've, I've got a plan. I'm dealing with it. Here's how it's being dealt with. But 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 you have to you have to know what's happening and you also have to know the implications if something goes wrong, because ultimately from your transport manager, as, as from their point of view, it's it's a it's a lot of pressure, isn't it? If if you're the one dealing with all of that yourself, and you haven't got the support of the of the business, and it's you maybe not necessarily 
um, sharing that information. And on, on another level, even if something doesn't result in regulatory action, even if, for example, you're a transport manager on a site and you go through your maintenance records, quality controlling them as you should do, and you come across a persistent problem, maybe with you know, an aspect of how a, a, a garage is dealing with something or whatever it is, or something with the company systems, you'd want to share that with the other transport managers. Mm. So, you know, the, some of the best businesses I've seen will have you know, a Monday morning Zoom call across all TMs on the fleet with a transport logistics director involved, talking about KPIs, talking about infringement rates, talking about lessons to be learned. And if you minute that, if you have minutes of those meetings and you can show that they've done it, A, it's going to stop problems happening, but B, if something does happen, you can show as a company that you do have robust, continuous, effective control systems in place where it's being happened. And again, it, it, it makes it makes it makes siloing almost impossible. Mm, absolutely, that's great advice, and it really yeah, is. Yeah. And we do see it. I know, Pete, you probably probably uh, you, you've seen that yourself. But we do, you do see it where the transport manager thinks they can maybe keep a lid on things. I, I regularly, I regularly do audits, and um, often find that there's a real disparity, particularly in maintenance levels between different operating centres and it often isn't picked up until such point as an audit you know where where one depot is amazing at getting loaded roller brake tests and another one hasn't had any in 12 months hi it's pete from flagship partners we're really proud to sponsor the fleet geeks podcast flagship partners offer a range of consultancy and training services to ensure that our customers remain compliant and have the best possible knowledge to be able to fulfill their work if you're interested in support with any of our safety, HR or compliance services, or you want to train to be a transport manager or need driver CPC training, give us a call today. And it just yeah. totally different performance measures for the two operating centers. And, uh, and we have to have a conversation. This is, this is, and this is why I'd always say audits are great. Audits are, audits are excellent. Um, having a regular audit, not just when a problem happens, auditing that problem area, but having regular audits where you look at the whole fleet, maybe the whole fleet across all of the, the traffic areas and you compare and you contrast and you can be in a position where, as you say, Pete, you can look at this and say, actually, that site over there's not doing things well in this area, but that one's doing much better. And, and again, that's I, I think it's extremely valuable. Yeah, absolutely. I really recommend. So, you know, I often talk about the quality of audits and making sure things are when you do audit that it's properly done, because it's very easy to do an audit where everything's fine. And then there's a little disclaimer going just because there are no nonconformities at this audit doesn't mean that there are no nonconformities. But it's vital that you look across sample, that you take a really robust sample from every operating center so that you can pick yeah. up exactly like you say, these different disparities silo silo issues potentially between different uh, different operating centers and O licenses, obviously, if they're in different traffic areas. Chris, just out of interest, yeah. obviously, we're doing short-form podcast here. How many how many hot topics did you have, Chris? Because we've just been 10 minutes on oh. the first one. <laughs> I, I, I can waffle on for a long time. Um, well, I mean, let, I'll, I'll, I'll rattle on with, with some of the others. Do, give us, give um, us a lowdown and then we'll pick some highlights, shall we? Yeah, of course. Okay, wheel losses. Um, that's a big focus. Wheel retalks. That's a very operational issue, but it's it's it is something that is getting checked now on every single inspection, every single DBSA report. And if a wheel loss happens, 
expect the commissioners to go into incredible levels of forensic detail into how it happened. Um, it, it's not enough to just say oh, it was an unfortunate accident. Um, likewise, bridge strikes are similar. Bridge strikes have been an issue for a while. I think we're on something like five a day at the moment mm. in the UK, which is wow. which is absolutely appalling. It is getting slightly better, the statistics, but it, again, I've I've seen too many operators who have who have you know, tried to deal with things by saying, "Oh, well, we we fired the driver, so that's fine. Mm. You know, problem goes away." Well, well, it doesn't go away. Your job as a transport manager, as an operator, is to eliminate the risk of bridge strike. So the burden of proof is on you to show that your systems eliminate that risk and the, and the driver um, went outside of those systems and that's what caused the problem. And if you can't do that, again, you know, public inquiry, preliminary hearing, regulatory action. Um, one thing that we've come across quite a bit, uh, we've been doing, in Awakenings, we've been doing a lot of Logistics UK transport manager conferences across the country which are a really excellent way of mm. of um sh- sharing knowledge and uh just really for for us kind of getting the feel for the ind- of the industry and for transport managers to learn what's what's going on and the traffic commissioners have really been supporting those and the message that the commissioners at each of these events have been hammering away at one of them is keeping your license contact details up to date it may seem yeah. like a really small matter. It may seem, well, that's an admin issue, isn't it? It's not that important, but it's crucially yeah. important. Um, I come across this know, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what, um, and it's uh, I tell you what, it's the it's the it's the old everybody, somebody, nobody, and and everybody sort of scenario, isn't it? Everybody looks thinks, well, that's not my job to do that. That's uh, you know, I, I expect somebody up the chain to do that, or. Um, you know, the company secretary looks after that, but ultimately it is the transport manager's responsibility, isn't it? Yeah, and, and you know, the, the biggest problems happen when what happens when the transport manager leaves the business or you as a new transport manager come in, um, where are those emails going? If, 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 a, if a license continuation form comes, you, you want to make damn sure you complete that. If, mm-hmm. if a request for further information arrives you want it you want to see it because not responding to communications from the regulator is in itself grounds for regulatory action so so um i would always say have sufficient users on the on on the ball system so things can't get missed um, and don't share your username as well they, they really yeah. do not like that no. <laughs> um, the regulator needs to know who's making the changes on the system who's doing things because that's accountability and if you have a shared username or or god forbid at a public inquiry i was at um a username from somebody who had left the business years ago and was just being used by whomever <laughs> um it's it's not a good place to be uh so those are some of the key things and then and then finally i suppose as a as a this is an old one, but external transport managers uh, being employed through a consultancy uh, again as a cons- as a transport manager. If you're external, you have to be employed as a natural, engaged as a natural person under a contract for services. You, you can't be engaged as a consultancy. That's something that the commissioners have been alive to for a while. They've been alive to throughout this year. They're going to carry on being focusing on it. Fantastic. I think. Um, I think. Uh, when we talk about like bridge strikes and transport managers and things like that, 
it's the when when you think about risk to life, the, a wheel coming off an HGV is just a frightening, frightening prospect, isn't it? And, that, and when you think about from a black box thinking point of view, where you start to, like you said, forensically interrogate a wheel coming off, mm. that is, you know, that there, there are so many potential uh failings that have occurred for that wheel to then come yeah. off a vehicle. Is... I, I I always try to hammer home um to, to students i always try to hammer home to them there's a difference between cause and blame um you know what we try to do in this industry is put the blame on somebody rather than look for the cause and you know all the time that's all we're interested in, which bridge strikes you know let's see if we can blame somebody let's play as you said chris you know let's blame the driver and get rid of the driver but that's not dealing with the cause of the problem otherwise we wouldn't keep having five a day would we that's Absolutely. And, and and you've hit the nail on the head. It's, it's what I think we were saying earlier that as an operator, as a transport manager, you have this responsibility to make and a commissioner doesn't care about blame necessarily. You know, it's, it's relevant information to how it's happened. But ultimately, the buck stops with you as the operator. If it's your trucks on the road you've got to have really robust systems to make sure these things don't happen. And being pointing the finger at somebody else is not going to help you. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's just given me an idea for a new course for transport managers. No, actually, um, that's what means work. No, 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 no. But seriously, because yeah, no, it's not absolutely. part of the transport manager qualification. No. Chris, have you done your TMCPC? I'm not sure if you have or not, but I, I imagine have, you. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine you will have done. But a few years ago now. There's no. There's no training on building systems. No. Which is actually a vital part of the work of being a transport manager is building a robust system with, like you know, like. In health and safety, you get taught about like the Swiss cheese model yeah. and these yeah. kinds of things, you know, like different fa- like different capacity for failure and failure points through a system. We don't learn any of that. No, like, we unlike just, safety we just do stuff, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we're trying to just, you know, we, well, we get taught to know planet. stuff. Yeah, we get taught that, yeah. to know stuff rather yeah. than actually the activities that need to be done on a daily basis yeah. and the systems Absolutely. that need to be in place. So. I think that's interesting. Yeah. That's it. I think it was just hearing, you know, when certain language is used, it triggers ideas. And yeah. uh, Chris yeah. is using the language of the systems failing and, and that yeah. kind of thing. It's really sort of thought, do you know what systems training for transport managers, I think, is a, I think that's something that's really important, isn't it? Might, might prevent a few PIs, Chris. What do we reckon? Yes, indeed. You'll do, you'll do me out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> so no, maybe don't I, make it too I good. don't think that'll ever be a danger. I don't think there'll ever be a danger of that, Chris. I think we're all right. <laughs> And I think the traffic commissioners are, are, are not going to uh, be putting their feet up anytime soon. So, no, no I, th- I think I think that's probably right. <laughs> uh, fantastic, Chris. Um, Chris, it's been a pleasure you joining Absolutely us. And uh, you, yeah, we've got a third and final podcast coming up, which are the, the things to look out for for 2023. I think it's a really nice way of rounding off the year as we do a podcast on you know what's been happening what's been in 22. And, uh, get the crystal ball out. Yeah, get the crystal ball out for 2023. So we'll look forward to speaking. Yeah. Push that up now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll look forward to speaking to you about that. <laughs> Thank you. It's been, it's been a pleasure, guys. Look forward to the next one. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share with your friends and colleagues too. Join us for free on Facebook with the Fleet Geeks community for transport and fleet managers. Fleet Geeks offers ongoing professional development, networking and mentoring too. So get in touch with me, Pete Rushmer, on any social media platform to find out more.